0: One man's trash is another man's treasure. We talk about those trades. This is the Dynasty Trade Talk Podcast from Fantasy AA, and today is Monday, March 28th. Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Weisslicker. Follow me on all social media, at Y Slicker, be true to thyself. self, embrace your addiction, and as always, earn your chip. As we do every Monday, man, we give you some dynasty trades where I scoured the internet. And by scoured the internet, I mean I just went on social media and just found some trades to talk to you guys about. So, we'll talk to you about the trades Some of these trades may not have happened, but, of course, in the fantasy football community, people ask whether or not they should take these particular trades, which side would you rather have. So that's what we're going to do. With some of these, we know whether or not it's a super flex or something like that. For our purposes here, man, we are going to talk about these trades in Dynasty as if the Dynasty League is a super flex league, unless said otherwise. And the reason why we do that is because a lot of people are playing in super flex leagues now where you have that quarterback being in that flex position. Most people think like, oh, it's two quarterback leagues. It's not the same thing. With the super flex league, the difference between that and a two quarterback league is that in a two quarterback league, you can only put a quarterback in that second quarterback spot. In that super flex spot, if... For instance, all your quarterbacks are injured except your main one. You can put your main quarterback in your quarterback spot, and then you can put any other position in that super flex spot. You can put a running back. You can put a wide receiver. You can put a tight end. So at that point, you're not taking zero points. That's why people love playing in the super flex. Superflex makes the draft process different. It makes your trade values different because quarterbacks are valued so much higher than the other positions. But if you get you a stud, of course, you're going to be valuing them higher than normal here. So we're going to go through a little bit of these trades, man. It's going to be a quick episode here. Um, I think I got about eight trades for you. Um, I do not have a trade of my own this week. I did not make a trade this week. Uh, I rejected a lot of trades. Um, didn't really even look to counter any of the trades or anything like that, send out counter offers. Um, this week just wasn't a, a week for me as far as trading was concerned. Uh, a lot of people were coming at me trying to get draft picks or or trying to give me draft picks. Um, so I decided not to go that route, being that I am still in the midst of scouting all of the rookie prospects. I'm halfway through the wide receivers right now. I think I've done about 10 uh, wide receivers. I'm typically trying to do, you know, the top 24 that are projected to be taken in the 2022 NFL draft. So we got that going on. Then we'll go to tight ends, quarterbacks, running backs. So it, it'll it'll be a little bit of a process for me over the next few weeks. Uh, we'll finish up all the reflection episodes. All of the reflection episodes. We'll finish up all of those, and then we'll go into some quick rookie content of guys that I think people should look out for. Um, destinations where I think that. If they went to said team, they'd be a good pick for you. So we're going to talk about that in the next coming weeks as well. Um, Stay tuned on Thursday for the stud wide receivers, top six wide receivers. We're going to go over those guys in our reflection episode, and then we'll move to the quarterback position. We already did the tight ends. Hopefully you guys listened to that. We've done the majority of the wide receivers. Hopefully, you guys have listened to those. And then we'll do the quarterbacks up next. And hopefully you guys will listen to that as well. Stay tuned with me, man. All all season. We're getting this in. Um after the NFL draft, we'll start to do mock drafts, man. Where because we'll know where all of these rookies have landed. We'll start to do mock drafts, get this ADP together, then we'll give you, you know, our value picks, our uh Uh, avoid players, things like that. So stick with us, man. I appreciate you, and let's get into these trades, man. So first up, we have on one side Ryan Tannehill, David Montgomery, uh, Donald Parham Jr., the tight end for the Los Angeles Chargers, a 2023 first and a 2023 third. And on the other side you have Tevin Coleman, Tyler Conklin, who is now a New York Jet. He was the tight end for the Minnesota Vikings and Lamar Jackson. Now first You know, a lot of people always look at who's the best player out of the deal. In Dynasty format, Superflex, we're going to say Lamar Jackson here. Now, is it, because Tevin Coleman, he's not the starter. He's got a one, they re-signed him for like a one-year deal, I believe it was. Tyler Conklin coming over, brand new team. You also have to look at the fact that they got C.J. Uzama there as well. So Tyler Conklin is not even a lock in to be the starting tight end. Neither is Parham. Parham uh, will probably be backing up Gerald Everett who just came over. Uh, So two backup tight ends. Those are washes. David Montgomery is miles ahead of Tevin Coleman. But of course... Lamar Jackson, we're gonna say is is miles ahead of Tyree. Uh, excuse me, of Ryan Tannehill. But Ryan Tannehill does have some weapons out there, and Ryan Tannehill has performed when Derrick Henry has been in the lineup. Then you're giving up a 2023 first as well. Um, I'm gonna be honest, man. This is not the best of packages, but I would take the Ryan Tannehill, David Montgomery, and the 2023 first-round pick. Um, yes, you are down-tiering your quarterback. And I'd say that this is a, a a way of maximizing the value of Lamar Jackson. You're down-tiering your quarterback position, and Ryan Tannehill is – how old is Ryan Tannehill? Man, um <laughs> – just because we're speaking about this in dynasty formats, Ryan Tannehill, I mean, if he continues to, he's 33 years old, so if he continues to be the starter for the Tennessee Titans and they're not looking to get another quarterback in there, you're looking at having him for at least another three years. And that's what we talk about. We talk about those three-year windows Am I going to be able to have this guy play at a high level for me for the next three years so that I can attempt to win a championship? And that's how I look at things in Dynasty, three-year formats, three years out. Is this guy going to be productive for me for the next three years? I don't care that I can have a guy on my team for they say, oh, he's going to be a, a top five dynasty wide receiver for the next 10 years. I don't give a fuck about this guy being on my team 10 years from now. I'm talking within a three-year window. Is this guy going to be highly productive for me so that I can go after a championship? Now, again, this is the best way to, to tear down. You tear down your quarterback. You widely upgrade your running back position with David Montgomery. You threw in... A tight end that could potentially be a starter because he's, you know, 6'6", 245. Uh, And you get that 2023 first round pick as well. So you're setting yourself up for next year as well um, in a draft class that people are touting as being great. So in this particular instance, man, I would trade away Lamar Jackson, Tevin Coleman, and Tyler Conklin to receive Ryan Tannehill, David Montgomery, Donna Parham, and the 2023 first and third round picks. That's a good deal right there for me, man. I think that's a good deal. Moving on to the next one here. Um, we have Jonathan Taylor being traded away. And Jonathan Taylor, again, we all know who he is. the running back for the Indianapolis Colts. He's being traded away for Damian Harris. Damian Harris, excuse me. I say Damien? Is it Damian? Damian Harris. Damian. Damian. Damian Harris. <laughs> uh, the running back for the New England Patriots. Saquon Barkley, running back of the New York Giants. Um, a 2022 first round pick, which is the 104, and a 2022 first round pick, which is the 105. So the 104, the 105. Saquon and Damian Harris, all for Jonathan Taylor. Would I take that? Again, man. When we're talking about Jonathan Taylor, people are coming out and they're saying the minimum is f- two first rounders. That's the minimum that they'll take for him. me. Some people are even saying like I won't even look at the deal if it's not two first rounders and a player or three first rounders and a decent player. In this particular situation, um. We know the New England Patriots. We're looking into Leonard Fournette. They didn't sign him. He re-signed with the the Bucks. They re-signed Devin White. So, I mean, not Devin White. James White, excuse me. They re-signed James White. They still have Ramondre Stevenson in that backfield. So that backfield is pretty crowded. Saquon Barkley has not been the same. But if Saquon Barkley is 100%, and he can give you production like he gave you in your rookie season. That's what you want out of that. Then when we're talking about the fourth and the fifth pick, most people are saying that the 101 is going to be Bryce Hall. People are talking about this guy like he's going to be a fantasy producer for a long time. Now, if that was the if, if that was the pick, if it was the 101, yeah. Getting the 104 and the 105, you're not technically replacing or even trying to replace Jonathan Taylor. This is why you're getting Saquon and Damian Harris. You are attempting to replace that production. Some people say, no, I'm not giving up Jonathan Taylor. He's a fantasy stud. I'm going to keep him. You know, the number one running back in fantasy deserves more than this. But in my situation, if it was me, I would take the package here, man. I would take the package here. Um, At the 104, you could still probably get Kenneth Walker or Isaiah Spiller um, if you wanted to go that route, but if not, and you're looking at you know wide receivers, the wide receiver class here is, is, is deep. Um, you know you could probably still be looking at a Drake London or Traylon Burks even um, at the 104, and at the 105 you can pick whoever else after that. So me personally, I, I would take the picks here. I know some people will say, no, nah, that's not enough for Jonathan Taylor, but we're trying to maximize value. Um, I mean – you can, you can ask for more. I, I don't, under, I, I don't, you know, fault you if you say no. I wouldn't take this package. I'm gonna ask for more. That's fine with me. But I'm a component of. I could take more. I could take first round picks, and I could move them for other pieces, other things to help my roster out. So I'm a component of tearing down and getting more assets. And that's what you did here. You tiered down uh, with Saquon Barkley and Damian Harris, and you got two first-round picks to go along with it. Good trade. Um, I wouldn't fault either side for this one. Uh, Next up, we have Laquan Treadwell, wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he's still on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know if he got cut or not yet. Uh, the 105 in 2022 and a 2023 first round pick. For Michael Thomas, a 2023 third round pick and a 2022 third round pick, which would be the 110, Ten. excuse me, the 310. So essentially you're giving up two first round picks, a 2022 first round pick, the 105 uh and a 2023 first-round pick for Michael Thomas. That's basically what you're doing. Um, If it was me, I'm taking the picks. Yes, Michael Thomas, you know, when he's healthy, and when he's on the field, he's great. But I can take that 105, and we talked about who we could get at that 105, and then we could have that 2023 first-round pick as well. And those 2023 first-round picks – right now are gold. People want them. They want to have a 2023 first-round pick because they believe that the draft class is going to be incredible, and you can use those assets to your advantage when you're trying to acquire known commodities as opposed to unknown commodities. You know, Of course, we can look at a draft class, and we can say it's going to be great, and these guys are going to come into the league, and they're going to be dominant, and they're going to be fantasy-relevant for for a long time. Yes, we can say that, but we can also utilize those 2023 20, picks and the hype around them to acquire known commodities like uh, you know, they can help you acquire a Justin Jefferson, a Jamar Chase. You, you got to put some of those together to get those type of guys, but those 2023 20, first round picks are going to come in handy for you, especially with the way this draft class is being talked about. Don't ask me about any of those guys, man. I'm I don't look that far in advance. I am not a Devy player. Um, for those who who play Devy, you know you know this better than I do, and you know those guys. I personally do not look at any of the people that are coming out until after the Super Bowl each year. So. Up next, man, we have Josh Jacobs, the running back for the Las Vegas Raiders, and a 2022 first-round pick, which is going to be the 104, traded away for Amari Cooper, Marquez Calloway, who is the wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints, and the 209, this is easy for me, give me Josh Jacobs, and the 104, I'll take that over Amari Cooper, Marquez Callaway, and a second rounder. Um, this, that was easy for me, you know. And I don't even understand how this trade was even made. I mean, yes, Amari Cooper, you know, trading trading a first rounder for Amari Cooper, you could say yes, that's about equal um, if you believe that Amari Cooper is better than any of these wide receivers that are coming out in the 2022 class here. But Josh Jacobs continues two years in a row this guy has been a running back one and his talent has been diminished or his fantasy value has been diminished because of all of the the things that have been going on with the Raiders franchise and they and they brought in, you know, Devontae Adams, you know, they have Darren Waller who's going to be coming back off of injury. But I think Josh McDaniels still, he utilizes the run to a certain extent. And I think Josh Jacobs could still, even with, if people are not high on him, I still believe he could finish as a high-end wide. Excuse me, a high-end running back one. Excuse me, high-end running back two. Um, so somewhere in between uh, sixteen and twenty, I still think he can finish there. And just trading him away for Marquez Callaway in a second is just ridiculous, Sasanai man. So give me Jacobs in the first here. Uh, I'll take that every time. Nick Chubb was traded away to acquire Jalen Waddle and the 107 here in the 2022 draft class. This is easy, man. Um give me Jalen Waddle. Give me the 107. I understand Tyreek Hill has been brought over to the team. Cedric Wilson has been brought over to the team. Raheem Mostert. Um, you know, Chase Edmonds. All of these guys have been brought over to the team. But Tua is familiar here with Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle had a lot of receptions last season. Don't believe he's going to have the same amount of receptions, but I'm still looking at him as a mid-wide receiver too. Still looking at him in that category. And then getting the 107 um, to be able to, to, to go after another player here in the 2022 draft class or even package that up and trade it away for another established player, I think that you could you, you did good trading away Nick Chubb for those two assets. That's a win for me on that side. I, I'll take that every time. Next up, we have Mark Andrews and DK Metcalf were acquired for Jared Goff, Cortland Sutton. Quez Watkins, Elijah Moore, the Arizona Cardinals defense, and the 110 of the 2022 rookie picks here. Man, I mean... When people talk about noise, they talk about all these extra things being added into this to try to make it look like it's super valuable. Um... And I think that this is one of those cases where we're putting a lot of noise into the situation here. Now, we got a couple of good players in this particular package here. Now, you're, you didn't return any value on the tight end position. If you're giving up Mark Andrews, you're not getting back anything at the tight end position here in this trade. And that's probably the biggest issue that I would have with this trade is that I'm not uh, tearing down at the tight end position. If a tight end was included in this package, I'd have no issues taking this package cleanly. i still may lean to the package, but... It's it's kind of weird here, man. I mean, if we believe that Russell Wilson coming over to Denver is going to make Cortland Sutton so much greater than what he is, that he's better than or that he's on that same level as DK Metcalf. If we believe that Elijah Moore is going to take a step forward with Zach Wilson also taking a step forward for the New York Jets, then yes, the one ten is a later round pick. Um, you could be looking at maybe a George Pickens, um, possibly getting a, a quarterback at that position is at that draft position as well. We don't really know, um, but with this one man, it, it's there's a lot of mid mid tier players that are put into this package to try to acquire two stud players. And I'm going to lean keeping the stud players because, again, we're not down-tiering at the tight end position, and Mark Andrews is a top five fantasy tight end. So we're going to keep Mark Andrews. We're going to keep DK Metcalf in this situation, and we'll decline on that package. Even though that package, if it was some lesser-tiered players, you know, if it wasn't Mark Andrews and D.K. Metcalf, then I, I could see that. Um, but this is, a, again, a lot of noise, a lot of mid-tier players to try to make it seem as if it's extreme value when it's actually not. Quez Watkins is a throwaway in this deal. Um, you know, the, the Cardinals' defense, I don't care about their fucking defense. Like you know, Jeter defense might look better this season because the the NFC West lost, you know, Russell out of the division and you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the trading block and Trey Lance is going to be the the starter next year. It is first full season, so I mean, I could see where people would say, oh, man, take the package. But no, I'm not taking a package in this situation, man. Leave me with Mark Andrews. And then finally, man, our last trade of the day here we're going to talk about. um, It was Jonathan Taylor running back of the Indianapolis Colts being traded away to acquire Antonio Gibson running back for the Washington uh, Commanders. Javante Williams, running back of the Denver Broncos, and the 102 of the 2022 draft class. Um, This is easy for me, man. You take the package here, man. This is the prime example, man. Not only did you down tier, are you down tiering at the running back position, but you're getting two potential low-end running back ones. These are potential guys. These are potential top 10 running backs here. So you're down tiering and you're getting two of them. And then you're getting the 102 where in a super flex, you can you can go after a quarterback there because, of course, we all are believing. We're all under the belief that Brees Hall is going to be the 101. So at the 102, you're pretty much taking anybody you want. You can go with the best wide receiver in the class. You can go with the best quarterback in the class. You can go with Kenneth Walker or, or Isaiah Spiller. If you want, if you want another running back to go along with those guys, you could do that. Or you could take that pick trade it away. You could take Gibson trade him. You could take Javante Williams trade him. This here is again, the best, best form of down tearing. You're down tearing at one position and gathering other tradable assets so that you can continue your chain and your streak of good trades. We just want to string together good trades. And if we do this time after time after time after time after time, then we are creating an incredible roster here. again, after I made this trade, after I trade away uh, Jonathan Taylor to get Antonio Gibson and Javante Williams and the 102, I'm immediately, immediately trying to think of ways to trade one of those assets to acquire two more assets. So... That's just something that I, that I go by, man. That's something that clicks in my brain when I think about those things. And this is the perfect example of down tearing. Um, I mean, the person who's getting Jonathan Taylor, he's probably like, "Oh my God, I just got Jonathan Taylor!" But you gave up a lot of assets uh, for Jonathan Taylor there, uh, and the person that's getting John, that that's trading away Jonathan Taylor is walking away from the deal, snickling, just giggling like a chess cat like yo i'm about to do big things with the rest of these assets and that's the that's the type of mentality that you got to have when you're trading in in fantasy football you want to try to win the day with the trades but you're also looking not just to, to to win the trade but to acquire um assets and string together a line of good trades. So even if it looks like maybe, you know, I lost this trade here. The other trade that I did is a clear win for me. And then that's the way you want it to be when you're talking about trading in dynasty football in dynasty fantasy football. You know, I appreciate you guys listening to me as always, man, I will be back with you on Thursday with a brand new episode. I enjoy you guys being here in the meetings with me. This has been Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Slicker. Be true to thine self. Embrace your addiction. And as always, baby, earn your chip. I'll see you guys on the next one. I'm out.